Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. What a great show we've got planned for you tonight. I want to thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. What a great year we're having so far in 2010. Happy New Year to everybody out there. We're really glad that we can bring this show to you. We've got a really great conversation planned for you tonight. So, you know, why is financial literacy important for women? I mean, do uh, we as women, do we even know that that's true? Well, you know, Hollis Calhoun joining me here tonight is going to reveal how women can empower themselves and take control of their money. That's it. Their cha-ching, their money. And so we are here with Hollis tonight because women empowering themselves is the topic. Just so you have a little information about my very special guest tonight, let me just tell you who Hollis is. You know, when we think about taking our lives and looking back and thinking about what it is we want to get done, you know, we go back 20 years plus and we look at the kind of experience we have. Well, Hollis has that much and more in the financial industry. And so we are going to hear how this institutional trader, this salesperson for a Wall Street brokerage firm, took her life and turned it into something absolutely incredible. But now, what does that mean? That means that Hollis gets to counsel thousands of clients who are drowning in debt and who need financial guidance, workshops, conversations, and much more. And so we are here today to bring you a show that is both empowering and uplifting right here on the Dr. Pat Show. I want to also let everybody know that we are getting to the end of the journey with the holistic makeover. And one of the things that we have planned is the announcement of the winners for February 1st. So the question then becomes, you know, how ready are you for this conversation? You know, do you know the keys to success? Um, Well, let's just bring Hollis on and let's get the ball rolling here. Can we even say the word finances without shaking in our boots? Hollis, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Hey, Dr. Pat. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, Can we even say the word financial and do it without feeling all chicken skin and scared? And, you know, why has this been a tough nut for women to crack? I think it goes back to, obviously, in the school systems, there hasn't been a huge focus on educating young adults uh, or even high school kids about managing their own money when they become independent on their own. And certainly when uh, women go into the career field, uh, they have a boyfriend, they decide that they want to get married, They don't talk about how do you feel about budgeting. They talk about, well, how do you feel about a wedding? How do you feel about having children? They don't have a serious discussion about how they each feel about managing money 
and how that partnership is going to occur. So there becomes a problem if it progresses through the average scenario that maybe the woman has a career, but they decide to have children, and so she stops in probably the prime earning years of her career to stay home and take care of the children. And women typically, um, I believe, and it's been said by a lot of experts, that, that women tend to want to care for other people. They want to care for their husband. They want to care for their children. They want to care for their families. And so their attention is focused on doing that and not focused on their finances. If the so husband is, I, I want to ask you, I mean, you know, you've been in this business, a very successful uh, woman in this field. You know, what is it that makes you passionate right now about women empowering themselves? You know, what is it that you've seen that most people have not seen? What is the scariest thing to me and what is the most passionate thing that I feel about is that it's critical for women to survive in this current world, for them to be aware of their financial situation and have control of their financial destiny. There was a uh, statistic that came out that said that 80% of the people living in poverty in this country are elderly women. Yeah. And that's because they do not plan or save for themselves for their retirement. They will pay for the groceries. They will give their kids college money. They will co-sign for a car loan. But they don't think forward enough and they don't think in terms of money early on to realize that this is an essential, essential thing for them to focus on every single month. And, you know, let me ask you this question because uh, there isn't a fallback position. I mean, you know, it's really clear with what's happening in the political arena right now just to, you know, have some um, health care coverage for the elderly, let alone be considering what do we do with women especially that are in a position where they don't know where to turn financially. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've just spent some time with my best friend's mom, and if it wasn't for my best friend taking care of her mom's finances, this would be a sad situation. And honestly, there are many women out there that don't even know where to begin right now. I mean, isn't this sort of the crux of the matter, so to speak, Yes, I think that women have to be, they have to realize, first of all, it becomes a fear um, problem that once a woman is not involved in it and she gets a little bit older and maybe she's given over the decision-making power of the money to her partner or to a family member or to her husband, then she steps herself out of the picture and doesn't understand what's going on. And it seems to be um, a scary topic, something that because it's unknown, because she, it's kind of like when you first try to learn how to work a computer, it looks really foreign to you. You're scared of it. You have, you have no idea how to deal with it. But finances is really a simple concept if you take away the emotional part of it. Don't think of it as an emotion or or a scary thing. Think of it as math. 
It's just you have things that are worth a positive value and you have things that are worth a negative value. And you have to be aware of what those values are, whether they're all yours or whether you're in a partnership with someone else in a marriage. You have to understand what your own financial worth is at every given year, every given month, because if the situation changes, and studies have also shown that 9 out of 10 women will be responsible for their own finances at some point in their lives. So they're going to have to face it at some point. Well, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, and, you know, for those of you just tuning in to the Dr. Pat Show, you know, what a great conversation we're having here with my very special guest today, Hollis Calhoun. Uh, and, Hollis, one of the things that I wanted to mention is the book, uh, Women Empowering Themselves, A Financial Survival Guide. And I want to talk about the book in terms of what you feel uh, this book will contribute to the empowerment of women. And what was your goal in putting a guide like this, which you call a financial survival guide, putting the guide together? Yes, it really grew out of the credit counseling experience at the nonprofit credit counseling agency. Um, I was there for two years, and a co-counselor and I knew that the majority of the people that were calling from across the country, and we spoke to thousands of clients, were women that were in serious financial trouble because they had a divorce or death of a spouse, um, separation, or they just had a problem with the debt. They, they were uh, in a marriage, and because the husband was giving an allowance to them, but it wasn't enough, and she didn't want to say it wasn't enough, so she would use her credit cards to make up the difference. It, and I think this is so this is something sort of like how do you go to the place that you need to go for survival? I mean, aren't we really talking about a level of survival that perhaps in the history of our existence women have never been asked to be in? I'd like to get your take on it. You know, what's changed really? I mean, from the time that, you know, our parents grew up and what they were doing What's the bottom line to the change in our society that women need to be most mindful of right now? Well, there was there was a revolution when we got to vote. There was a revolution in the 70s for for social reform, but there hasn't really been a revolution and I know we've made progress on a career level, on a professional level, but but women in general from from all states in the country and all across the world, they have never felt, on average, that they should be the captains of their own financial destiny. They have been more willing to give it over to someone else who they feel is more adept at doing something like that, because it's money, and money has been more associated with men. So... This guide, in response to talking to all of these clients, we came up with a really, really simple book that you can actually keep in your bag with you that's 130 pages. It walks you step-by-step step on how to figure out what questions to ask, how to get yourself set up, understanding what your budget looks like, understanding what your net worth is is how to calculate, understand what an asset is, 
what a liquid asset is. Um, frequently in, in uh, divorces, women will get the house for the sake of the kids, but then they don't have enough money in the divorce agreement to support the maintenance of the house because they didn't think of it in a liquid versus an illiquid asset term. So what we've been trying to do is super simplify everything and also have it be kind of a journal-type exercise so that there are charts in there where you can write down your miscellaneous spending and write down what your budget is every month, and we have the categories listed. There's also a section on resources, which many women don't realize exist for understanding about finances, financial education, um, food resources, just general child care, health care, all kinds of questions on any type of resources. They're out there, but people don't know about them. So well, we tried to put that all together. You know, what you've done is you've really not just put it together, but you've put it together in a way that's safe for women to go through. You know, a lot of times we get these books, these financial books, and the titles of the books, Hollis. Yes? That even if we buy the book with a good intention, we darn never open it. It's too scary. Um, Right. And so I'm relieved to see what you've done here. Yeah, it's very intimidating. One of the things I wanted to talk with you about throughout the show is this idea of empowerment. And what I mean by that is, you know, this idea that women can um, go through what what some women have gone through here recently, whether it's divorce, whether it's being on your own, whether it's going through your savings and still recover from it. I wanted to get your opinion about that because I think there are women that have completely lost hope. Yes, that really is not the case. There are uh, nonprofit credit counseling agencies, and I stress the nonprofit part because there are uh, advertisements on TV that you will see that, that claim that uh, this company can eliminate all of your debt and it will be fine, everything will be cured, the problem solved. But really, uh, there needs to be some effective counseling that's not based on a profit motive that can be done through a nonprofit credit counseling agency where they will walk through with you your income streams and your budget on a monthly basis and chat with you about your feelings about the situation and your debt and give solutions and resources and you will establish a contact that's completely confidential but they are there to try to help you get through, get to understand your budget and provide you with some solutions. Um, If there are uh, any nonprofit credit counseling agencies in your area, you can go to... um, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, which is nfcc.org website, and that will list agencies by area where you can call them, and and they will be there to help you financially. Well, let's take a minute and give out your website as well, because for people listening to the show, um, I want to make sure they have an opportunity to connect with you uh, take a look at the book and find out how they can find out more information about it. And so I have women 
uh, empoweringthemselves.com, womenempoweringthemselves.com. Will that, Hollis, will that get them to the right place? Yes, that is our uh, website right now that is about the book and about us. And if you want to contact us on the contact page, it will also link you to our blog, which is more of an active commentary on financial issues, things to avoid, uh, news items, our opinions about topics, and there is a way for people to email us with questions. We would be happy to help anyone that's having uh, difficulty. It can be confidential, and uh, we would have no problem doing that for anyone that that feels like they don't want to make a call to a, a large organization. And there are lots of women that don't like to do that, period, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, it's just, it, it's such a an ego-killing feeling. There, there's such fear there. In fact, I spoke to somebody today who called me because of the blog and a friend of a friend, and she was going through a divorce and had already signed the divorce agreement. And she said, but can you tell me what my husband's pension's worth? And I didn't know this person at all. I, first time I ever talked to her, and I said, well, no, but if you signed the agreement, don't you know what pension is worth? She said, well, we just split everything 50-50. And I said, well, what is everything? Do you have a list of what his, your investment accounts are and bank accounts and the, the house value and the mortgage? Wow. And, and she said, well, no, my husband's giving me all that information. We just agreed we're going to split everything 50-50. Well, let's hold that thought because when we come back, we're going to talk about how to have those conversations with our husbands, don't you think? The proceeding has been a paid program. All opinions expressed during the program are those of the host and participants. You heard about it last year. You even thought about entering, but didn't. Now, life is giving you a second chance, announcing your second chance to change from the inside out with Dr. Pat's 2010 Holistic Makeover. So get on board. Winners will embark on a journey to make powerful change with the help and support of an entire team of coaches. Want to be a winner? Fill out the survey and tell your inspired story and how you plan to pay it forward. Go to drpatsmakeover.com. That's drpatsmakeover.com. A Sacred Moment is a unique funeral service offering distinctive choices for honoring and celebrating the life of a loved one. Whether you want to create an intimate home funeral vigil, an environmentally friendly burial, or a personalized tribute by planning a life celebration service with the support of a celebrant, A Sacred Moment can guide you in creating an experience that will truly reflect a life well lived. Call A Sacred Moment at 206-529-3803 and visit asacredmoment.com. Living your life to the max means that you can have everything you want. Empowerment Psychic, Linda Dickinson, can show you where you're headed and teach you how to change your future. Linda will share with you the messages of those who have passed before you. For a private session, visit InMyFuture.com or call 800-206-9096. Listen to Linda Dickinson on The Dr. Pat Show. Call in and hear how you can be the producer, director, and lead in your life. Today is the day to start living your life to the max. 
Ready to manifest your heart's desire? Want to know the secret to navigating life's in-between times with confidence and skill? Ready, Set, Manifest with Life Coach Debbie Lacey offers real tools to coach yourself through the in-betweens and leaps in life. Say goodbye to being stuck and hello to Ready, Set, Manifest. Visit theinspiredcoach.com and join the next Ready, Set, Manifest telegathering. You're not lost. You're getting ready. Visit theinspiredcoach.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. For more information about us, go to our website, which is www.thedrpatshow.com, or you could go to drpatlive.com. We have got an exciting year planned for you, kicking it off with a holistic makeover, the Transformation Network, and much more. So stand by. We've got lots that you're going to be invited to participate in, and what a blast we're going to have. Well, you know, let's take a look at what our calling is in life, and then you take a look at my guest and what my guest has said yes to. Hollis Calhoun joining us here today, the author of, one of the co-authors of Women Empowering Themselves, a financial survival guide. And so part of that survival is how do you have conversations about money that have to do with your family, that have to do with your children, that have to do with your life? I mean, why is it that women are so reluctant to stand up and ask for what they need, whether it's to get more information about finances or simply to have a financial partnership so that their husbands contribute equally? Hollis, this is a big conversation, but I want to ask you this question in a couple of different parts. Let's start with what it takes for a woman to stand up and ask those financial questions, just like the example you gave us before the break? Well, I think, obviously, the woman has to make the first step to, to ask the question, and it's the way the question is asked. If it's to her husband or to her children uh, who are adults, the question really can be phrased uh, in the effect of, I I'm interested in finding out about my financial situation, what the numbers are, because I'm concerned if anything should change, if anything should happen to you, meaning her spouse or her older children who are taking care of her financial situation, she can put it as if she is asking them to teach her what they know about her finances as opposed to attacking by saying, you never tell me anything. It's my money, too. I want to know all about it. So if it's approached as as kind of a subtle way of yeah. just asking about the math, then it, it's more welcomed. Well, I think the issue that you brought up about the pension and how the pension really flows, especially in those cases of divorce, I don't even think that folks know how to get that question on the table. There are many different aspects to pension, um, even for women that are in relationships and they don't get divorced, which they don't know about. Um, for example, if a pension amount is pulled out most of it up front while the husband is alive and you don't understand 
what's kind of left over time, you know, this sort of depreciating pension. I mean, Absolutely. That's how persistent should do. women be? Yes, it's, it's, uh, it's, I believe it's imperative and perhaps a little bit underhanded, but what I stress in the book and I think is so important, even if you can't have the discussion right away, is for the woman to take every single statement that comes in the mail, whether it be a bank statement, savings account statement, credit card statement, pension account statement, investment accounts, IRAs, 401Ks, they generally... Are you there? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It just became quiet there. Um, <laughs> you, you've got my undivided attention. I'm, I'm just sitting oh, good, here trying good, not to I'm take glad. notes. Um, every single statement that comes in, I want the woman to maintain a monthly folder for what the asset statements are, things like um, the retirement accounts, things that have a positive value. Make a folder for that. Um, for the debt statements, like credit cards, um, personal loans, home equity loans, mortgages, car loans, student loans, any kind of loans, that would be in a separate folder. Every month, Keep a file, and if it's something that's addressed to to the husband and not to you, keep a file anyway, and and open it up and just say, well, you know, I thought it was addressed to me, or make a copy, put it back in the envelope, and have your own copy of the file. Keep a copy of the IRS tax return, because a lot of the things that are not necessarily in monthly or quarterly statements uh, will be on the IRS tax return. If there's a 401k contribution or an IRA contribution or um, the pension might not be on there, but other self-contributed plans, um, they would be stated because you get a tax benefit in most cases for doing that. So having an IRS annual tax return in the file, Mm. keep that every year, keep a file for the other things every month, and if there are online accounts that you know of, try to, to keep an eye on that as well. It I is want to ask student. you a question about this because, you know, we have now, of course, we've moved from the age of, you know, my parents growing up where uh, everything was pen and paper and you kept charts and whatever you did. If you looked at things, then perhaps you looked at them and you wrote things down. Now we've moved into the age of technology and the Internet and for most of us, we sit here and we've become so computer savvy, but we don't have a clue about what this is like for people that, you know, have moved beyond uh, the pen and paper stage and really cannot keep up with technology. Um, is, has this become mind-boggling for men as well as for women, or is this whole idea of technology uh, really uh, put women in a state of complete anxiety. I think it's. I think it is more skewed in favor of the male, just because mm-hmm. they are more at a, a workplace where there is likely to be uh, pension available, four hundred one k contributions available. It would be more of an organized corporate type of setting, even though women have careers as well. They're more likely to be in a job that does not have benefits like that. So 
a combination of the technology being more constantly available in the workplace for the men in order to stay on top of whatever job they're trying to do is is more likely. And the women, it is a problem. There's no question about women being able to stay on top of things that aren't down on paper and keep track of what the marital assets are or the liabilities. And that's where I think it, in addition to keeping the the physical folders, it's important that you have a conversation and sit down and say, if something were to happen to you, it's making me feel upset and anxious. Could we just sit down and go over the numbers? Could you explain to me what our finances look like so that at least I know in case something happens to you? If that That's a very important conversation to have. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And it's a conversation to have, um, you know, if possible, right out of the gate, out of the get-go, at the beginning of the relationship. Oh, um, absolutely. You know, you know what I'm saying. Rather than wait till things are a little shaky and then kind of bring it up, it's really right. sort of this thing that that couples should be able to talk about from day one. What are the red flags for women? I'm sorry. What are the what? Yeah, the red flags. I mean, what are some of the things that women should be mindful of if, in fact, they do engage in a conversation but don't get the result that they hope to get? Well, if they're trying to do it initially, I think it's very important for every couple that's going to be spending time together, living together, getting married, to have a conversation about finances. I actually have three daughters myself, and uh, my youngest just turned 21, my oldest just turned 25, and... She and her boyfriend, my oldest, are living together, and he came into the relationship with a completely messed up credit report. She, of course, had a discussion with him because she's my daughter, and I've pretty much browbeaten them into the whole (laughs) idea that this is incredibly important. But in her case, it turned out to be something that was a very serious situation financially with him that would have affected her because it would have affected their ability to rent an apartment. Credit reports mm-hmm. rule everybody's lives these days. Right. So it's it's incredibly important for women to understand that as well, to say, you know, this is going to affect me even if I'm not married to him. If anything happens, if he asks me to co-sign for a loan because his credit score isn't as good as mine. I heard that so many times from people that were just boyfriend and girlfriend or brother-sister or mother-son. People aren't aware of the financial consequences of the things that they do, and they don't take part in any of the financial decision-making that Mm -hmm. happens. So there has to be sort of a shift in the mindset, but if you can boil it down, as I said before, to just focusing on it as a math problem, then a lot of the emotions and the fear can be put in a different compartment and hopefully not part of the conversation. I love that. Honey, let's sit down and do some math. Let's take a short break. When we come back, my very, very special guest joining me here tonight, um, she and I are going to talk about, yeah, we're going to talk about those credit scores. You know, what happens if you find yourself in a predicament 
where you either don't have credit because you just don't or you need to do some repair is it the end of the world like some of the commercials on television would have you believe what does Hollis Calhoun have to say about it my very special guest the author of women empowering themselves of the website by the same name. I want to make sure everybody out there can take a peek. Go to womenempoweringthemselves.com. You'll find out information about the book. You'll also find out ways to get connected on the blog and much more. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Hi, this is Anna Luque, author of The Yoga Diet. Based on scientific research, this lifestyle has been carefully formulated to promote weight loss and boost the immune system. The Yoga Diet will help you achieve overall balance and radiant health, even if you suffer from lactose and gluten intolerance, yeast infections, digestive problems, and more. Consuming yogurt daily is an excellent way to optimum health and ideal weight. And the yogurt I recommend is Greek God's Greek Yogurt. So thick and creamy. Greek God's yogurt is simply yogurtlicious. Greek God's yogurt is full of probiotic bacteria, good for overall health. And it's made with all natural ingredients in the same tradition yogurt has been made in Greece for centuries. Try the Greek God's popular honey yogurt or the tangy yet subtly sweet pomegranate. Don't forget to try the new Greek God's kefir cheese spread. Great for dips or as a healthy substitute for sour cream. Be happy. Go Greek. Experience the myth. Athletes, diabetics, moms, let me tell you about a new high-tech energy gel called Chocolate Number no. 9. Chocolate Number no. 9 is made with only organic agave and the finest dark roast Belgian cocos. Number 9 contains no refined sugar. Number 9 is a certified low glycemic index item, and best of all, Chocolate Number no. 9 simply tastes great. Find out more at chocolatenumber9.com or call 866-999-1909. That's 866-999-1909. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Let me remind you that if you want to find out more about us, I want to just tell you that all of our sponsors have extended their discounts and special offers. As a matter of fact, if you go to our website, you're going to see that we have two coaches offering free coaching for you. This is full hour coaching sessions or close to it. And very simply, all you need to do is go to our website, www.thedrpatshow.com or drdrpatlive.com. Click on the link that takes you right to our gift page and enjoy. Uh, this is a time of giving and paying it forward. That's what this show is known for. And we love to make sure that you have the information that's going to help you change your life. My very special guest today is someone that is so passionate about helping you that she and her co-author have put together a book called Women Empowering Themselves, a financial survival guide. 
Um, Hollis, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's a big conversation. We're trying to get so much in the conversation, but I do want to tackle this idea of repairing credit. Men seem to do this much better than women, and I wanted to get your take on, first of all, why, and then secondly, what can women do to get back in shape? Well, the first thing that everyone should do is to realize that they are entitled to get a free credit report every year from each of the three major credit bureaus. And the website to go to is annualcreditreport.com. There you can get your report for free. You pick one of the three credit bureaus and you will be able to see it, print it, and have it in front of you. It will tell you all of your personal information, your name, all of your aliases, if you have any, your previous addresses, your criminal records, if you have any, your civil offenses, if you have anything in collections, and uh, what your debt status is. So it's very important to at least know what you have to begin with. Okay. if um, you won't get your score for free, you will need to pay approximately $10 if you want to get your score, which ranges from uh, $300 until $850, which is a perfect score. I've never seen either one. Uh, they say the average score for an American is around 620 but these days in order to get a loan or to be considered to have good credit, you really need to have your score over 700 Okay. And it doesn't matter which credit company one picks. I know there was at one point in time sort of a little controversy over uh, whether it's Equifax or some other. Uh, so it doesn't really matter what you're saying is. Well, you're going to get no, basically the same information. there are now different kinds of rating agencies out there that, that say that banks, for instance, some of them will say, well, we'll get you your free credit report. But it's not one of the three major ones that most Banking lenders, other lenders, um, landlords, employers, they will use, for the most part, the three major bureaus' reports. There will be some discrepancies. They'll usually be minor. That's why I suggest that you stagger the reports that you get. So, say, throughout the year, you get a report every three or four months. That way you'll be able to compare all three of them during the year to see if there is any major difference, and you'll be on top of it. Uh, if there is something that you see that doesn't make any sense to you, uh, an address you never lived at, or maybe you have had a divorce and you find out some of your ex's debts are still showing up on your report and negatively affecting it, you have to be aware of that so that you can contact the credit bureau, which you can do on the computer when you're looking at it initially. You can say, I'm disputing this. You can check that little box. But also it's, it's highly recommended that you, in writing, send them a dispute form stating that this is incorrect. It should not be on your report. And they have 30 days after receiving your dispute form to give you written verification that it should be on your report, that it's your debt or they have to remove it. Okay. So Once we've done that, Paulus, once we have 
kind of taking a look, which is I, I, I really I want to encourage everybody listening to this show to go ahead and do that. Um, there is a, a story that's out there and about that says if I request a, a credit report, it's going to ding my credit score. Can you shed some light on that? That's not accurate. Um, there's what they call hard hits on your credit report, which uh, happens when you are actually applying for a loan of some sort, whether it's Got a it. credit card, a car loan, a mortgage. This is a lender doing a check on your report because you are thinking about getting another loan. If you are just checking something that, that is your right to check on your own report, that does not show up. It does not negatively affect your score at all. Also, if you get a lot of credit card offers in the mail but you don't return any of them, that may show up on the bottom that there was a, a mailing to you, somebody inquired about you, but that was not initiated because of your action. So it is not a negative hit on your report. Okay. So let's let's really address some of these issues for the women listening to the show and, and sort of bring this full full circle if we can. Um uh, you know, you have your credit report. You found that there are some things you want to do better. Uh, some people say that there are strategies that you can put in place. I think one of the first things you've talked about is, you know, go ahead and reconcile what's not true. Um, and then after we've done that, Hollis, what kind of strategies can can be put into place for women to raise their point score and is there anything that people can do if they have gone through bankruptcy during these tough times? And I know this has been a tough time for people. I've talked to a number of women who had to use their credit cards. They haven't defaulted, but they have some pretty hefty credit card charges up there. But this is something that a lot of folks have had to do to survive, not because they went out and bought a 35-foot uh, They went on boat. a giant shopping spree and bought a million no, right. suits. Right. No, I, um, the way to look at it is I had so many clients in the same type of situation. If, if your income changes, if your overall living um, financial situation changes and you have had to use your credit cards and you just feel yourself sinking lower and lower and lower and lower, um, it will be damaging to your credit report just on that basis, even not filing for bankruptcy. If you're a candidate for filing for bankruptcy, if you meet the income requirements, and they and they did put income level requirements on filing for a Chapter 7 bankruptcy, which is when all of your unsecured debt gets forgiven. It goes away. This does not include student loans. It does not include um, taxes. But... All of your other, your credit card debt, personal loans, all of the things that are not attached to a property, like a car loan or a mortgage, that wouldn't go away under a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. But if you meet the criteria for filing a Chapter 7 bankruptcy, it's almost like having surgery. You know, if, if you don't have surgery and you're, you've got a torn knee and you hobble around for six months, it's going to make you worse and worse and worse. You're going to have a big problem. If you have surgery on that knee to fix it right away, quickly, you're still going to have a problem, but you will be getting better. You will have a solution to get out of the hole that you're in. 
So in some cases, it doesn't have the stigma it used to have of filing for bankruptcy. In fact, I was just reading in the Wall Street Journal this morning, they said that even with the uh, bankruptcy law changes on Chapter 7 filings, Chapter 7 bankruptcy filings have gone up 32% from Mm -hmm. November of this year Mm -hmm. as compared to November of last year. Yeah, because, so, you know, honestly, people are really, uh, you know, they've done the best they can do. Yeah, you know, it's no longer no uh, other... a conversation about people that are misusing their money. These are folks that are trying to live their lives. Exactly, exactly. And so if it is a solution, it is a fix that will then allow you to start fresh. Start at the beginning. Um, start with different methodology and having a partnership with you and your husband and and doing it together um, and then moving up. And the, the way your credit report works is over time that the things on your report are chronologically ordered. So if you file bankruptcy this year, then two years from now it moves down the list. So it has less and less impact on your score. If you are doing other things right, after that, then you will have the ability to move your score up more quickly. If you are in agony and prolonging the problem, your credit score is going to be in the tank anyway. Yeah, got it. Wow. I could go on and on and on with you. Wow, what a great show. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I would love for you to give out your website again. And if you've got a parting message, please do so. Okay. Well, I, I really appreciate being on your show. It's been a, a great pleasure. And I just really want women to understand that their survival depends on their having financial control over their destiny. Because without money, you can't survive. And I want to mention to everyone to get some help around this. Uh, check out the book and the website, womenempoweringthemselves.com. Until next time, remember that you live in a world of possibilities. We just want to make sure we keep bringing you your options. We'll see you next time. 